The club is back going up on a Tuesday. On Monday, yesterday, I dipped my toes into 2024 NFL best ball. You know, rookies flying at me left and right, trying to learn players on the fly. I said, let's just make this an underdog challenge week because today I'm going to dip my toes into NBA playoff best ball. We did a show like this similar uh, time last year. I got obsessed. If you guys play uh, NFL playoff best ball, a lot of the same principles apply. We're going to dig into kind of how the board is shaking out right now. The guys will fill me in on their favorite targets, and then we'll draft a few teams in the dance on Underdog Fantasy. It's the club with Pete, Andy, and Clay. Let's do it. Oh! All right, Clay and Andy, I believe last time we did a show was right before the Super Bowl. We built some Super Bowl pickums, so it's been uh, a hot minute. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah, things are good on my end, man. Getting uh, got over the NFL stuff, NBA All-Star Weekend in the books. So we are officially, uh, we're in NBA mode uh, full on. Uh, we've, we've been in NBA mode since like, you know, October or whatever it was. But we're, we're deep in NBA mode now. Yeah, you, same Andy? here. Good. I uh, didn't have any crazy luck with any of the playoff best ball finals. Um, was fine, but you know my teams were actually like too good. They didn't have some of these more, you know, Michael Hardman or or um, Joan uh, Jennings, and so uh, just fine. Um, but yeah, took a little bit of time off NBA, kind of right around All Star break and all that, because it's like it's really brutal. Then just players aren't playing, not trying, and so got a nice little reset and been back on the grind. I uh, yeah, no complaints otherwise. I'm excited. I've been taking a little bit of a break from the best ball NFL stuff. I did like twenty drafts really early. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna start jumping back into that soon. Uh, shout out to, uh, the chat miles trying to get us in a little dance right now, JGFC. And then we have sacrilegious, uh, one of the, the sharpest NFL playoff best ball minds. I keep telling these guys over at leg up, get the tool going NBA playoff best ball. Let's, let's get you guys doing some NBA playoff best ball content. But yes, to answer your question, sacrilegious, I think you can uh, be NBA playoff best ball, just understanding those basic principles. Like Andy, would you agree? Like, what what how much carryover is there strategically from NFL to NBA playoff? There's definitely a lot. Um, I mean, there are a few kind of interesting differences that you get uh, where it's based on each round. And so one, there's no first round buys. So you don't that's not a part of it. Um, the other really big thing is different teams play a different number of games per round. And it's cumulative points for all of that. And so, for example, last year, the uh, Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors went seven, and it was really, really high scoring. And it just, like, totally fucked the boards. Because, like, if you didn't have those players, you just weren't going to advance. Uh, and it was very concentrated, too, just on a couple of players. Um, so that adds, like, a pretty interesting dynamic where instead of having first-round buy risk, you kind of have sweeping risk where it's, like, the Celtics are awesome. They're going to be really good. They have, you know, they're the favorites to win the, the title, but they're probably going to sweep whoever they play in the first round or, or, you know, odds will be high that they win 4-0 or 4-1. And so they're not going to accumulate as many points. 
Um, and so when you do that, you probably want to, you know, try to adjust otherwise. Um, but it still does carry over. Like, I would say, Zach, you'll like this. Like, it's probably even less people building actual lineups that can have five players in the finals than NFL. Um, it's a lot of people just like getting their guys. Uh, it seems like very, very casual and unstructured because there just isn't the same level of content creation around it and kind of education. And so I don't think people are really thinking through those things. Yeah. What did, so how many, because yeah, that is a huge difference with the NFL. It's like the majority of the teams are for sure playing one game in a max of one game and everyone, or sorry, a, a minimum of one game. And then there's a, two teams playing zero. And in this, you could be anywhere from four to seven and every spot you inch up closer to seven pushes what the studs on those team into a higher likelihood of being on like the optimal or on a majority of advancing teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like, you know, especially with some of the really high end guys, like getting an extra game from a Jokic or something is an extra 50 to 70 fantasy points, maybe even more. And that's, that's a lot. 90 sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And like so, it really, really can can make a big difference, and so there is a lot of variance, especially in those first couple of rounds when you you could just have two like pretty shit teams end up going seven and really changing things around. Does that does that manifest in making it a little bit more viable to playing multiple sides of a single game or like a one-off? Like, say you had the Warriors and Kings last year and you had three Warriors and you tack on like a Kings faller because you're like, I think this thing is going to go the distance and I want to use that as an advancement piece or do you think that's still a mistake to be burning a player in round one? I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at like any data to back it up. Um, I think it probably depends. Like if you're, if it's really early and a guy's just dropping in the ring, especially right now where we don't know what the seats are going to be, um, yeah. just because they're projected to play each other. Um, if it's early and a guy's dropping and he's, you know, say it's like Luca is dropping or something like, yeah, sure, grab a one-off Luca and hopefully he advances you, um, or or just grab the Mavs and hope that the way that things play out, he doesn't play whoever it is that they're projected to play right now. Um, but I think probably for the most part you still would want to avoid it if you if you felt you had really high degree of certainty that that those teams were going to play each other in the first round i would, I would probably still try to avoid it if possible um but like yeah, that's all anecdotal i haven't seen any like actual data to back that up and i will say the one other thing to think about is last year was like very unique with a one seed or an eight seed making the finals like Eight seeds almost never advance out of the first round, let alone make the finals. Um, so that that definitely is like a, I think, through a big wrench in a lot of people's kind of thought process and stuff. And I think people are maybe a little overexcited to draft some of like the, you know, nine, ten seed teams who are going to be in the play in and stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting too because like the Heat were even going pretty undrafted for a long period of time. So they thought everyone thought they were going to straight up miss the playoffs, and they like won the playing game against the Hawks, and then went on the the run. Right, so they were low owned before they were even you know guaranteed to be in the play in tournament. Um, the other wrinkles too are like you don't quite have the the Miko Hardman, Jawan Jennings uh, kind of effort here in like drafting because the projectable points are just so different in NBA versus like NFL. 
there are teams where you can take, you know, five, six guys and you're always, as Andy said, trying to build that five final person finals roster, but it's a whole different wrinkle. And I, I was going back and listening to our stream last year and, you know, going back and looking at some old ETR best ball stuff. And it, it is interesting to think about like how you stack up teams and you might take like, you know, two anchor players and run it with like, you know, two to three players across like three different teams at across a different conference and kind of just try to get five in the finals, but, you know, correlate more studs um, accordingly, which is a little bit different than how I would draft NFL uh, best ball uh, rosters where I'm trying to target, you know, two to three teams more specifically. I'll be a little bit more lenient in like NBA, um, especially coming out of this last NFL best ball season where I felt like I was like overstacking two to three teams in some respects. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Clay. Say, sorry, re, re, say that point again, and then we'll see if we can get a lineup uh, pulled up here. I think basically, like the where you get spike games in NFL, that's like not really a thing in the NBA. Like, the guy, the guy who's yeah. putting up ten fantasy points a game, is probably not going to put up fifty fantasy points a game for a full for like a full series. And so, in the case where he does, it's probably because their best player is hurt, and they're not going to advance anyways. And mm -hmm. so, it's like. It's really not compelling to me. Like, if you say have like Jokic and Jamal Murray, and you really need another Nugget, but a lot of the good ones got taken, getting like the sixth best Nugget or something, or seventh best Nugget, if you need it to field five players in the finals, like, sure, I think it's worth it. But like, you kind of have to assume that for the most part, they're not going to give you that much, and it's not a lot can change outside of injuries for that to really um, to really change, and so. I think there's not quite as much of a benefit of like scrolling down to try to get unique for some guy who's coming off the bench, especially because in the playoffs, these rotations tighten. You get down to like yeah. six or seven player rotations, and it's just there's and not a lot of points will to go tighten. Around. They'll just funnel it through the main players even more so than regular season as well. So it's kind of like a double count that I mean, well, counting appropriately, but counting both those parts. Yeah. I'm trying uh, to see if I can find the winning team from last year. I don't know if you. I, I didn't thing. have a team in the final. I just checked mine. I had a bunch of Sevies yeah. teams that didn't get there. Um, I'm not sure Bobby if I made it either. Mentioning advance rate, very important as well. Uh, two of six in round one, and then it's one of 10 in round two, one of six in round three, and then a 310 seat final. This is for, for the dance, which is the big contest, $10 entry, 500,000 in total prizes. And what is it? Uh, 50,000 up top. The little dance is not as daunting because it's two of six, one of five, one of five, 100 seat final. So uh, that's uh, I found it. I forgot that. I forgot that chip uh, chip chopped up the, the finals last year. I oh, I forgot that. about that. Can you share yeah, that? It's a nine way. I, I got it. Yeah. Let me, let me one share of 10 is brutal in the second round. Like that is, one of 10 that's, is nuts. Yeah, that's really tough. And like, as you know, it is just so you, you cannot predict how long these series are going to go. There's so much more variance in this kind of contest than, you know, as we talked about like NFL and the other kind of fun wrinkle this year, I think is, you know, as the standings currently are at this point in the season, and we got, you know, a couple weeks left here, I think like 25 oh, games, um, in that. this in the regular season, like the teams, like the Lakers, the Warriors, like they're right now, like in the play in tournament. Uh, and so like, they're not like sitting in this situation where they're guaranteed to even make the playoffs. And then some of the, the younger teams that have had amazing regular seasons, like they haven't proven in the playoffs yet. So you can really kind of like pick your, you know, pick your adventure 
as to like what kind of story you're going to tell yourself for like how these teams perform in the playoffs, like who's going to make a run. Um, so it'd be fun to like look at the standings here in a minute too, and kind of just uh, assess out who we think are legitimate teams, or our contenders and pretenders. Yeah, it's just working now. I can't see my streamer anymore, yeah. but I think it's yeah. shared. If you can just zoom in, we'll be good. Yes. How's that? Uh, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, maybe one more. Um, yeah. So what we have? Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker at guard, uh, Caldwell Pope. Bruce Brown, Jimmy Butler, Aaron Gordon at wing, Bam, uh, Sabonis, and Jokic. So this was two Sacramento. Three teams. Oh, well, four teams, one random Booker. One random Booker. And then how many Denver? One, two, three, four, five Denver. And then two Miami. And I mean, Butler and Bam, those guys had to have one of the most insane like advance rates of any combo. Cause those guys were cheap and went deep and it was super concentrated. I reckon those were yeah. probably the last two picks that were made on that team. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can see these teams are it. kind of all somewhat different, but you can see a lot of them have Fox, um, Fox or Curry. Like it's like chip scene was surprising to not have one of them. Um, but like James Harden had a good first round. Um, but yeah, and then structurally, I think it's just, it's one, one, one and two flex. So you can kind of just draft the best players for the most part. Um, yeah, I do think it's interesting too. I think you can like make a better case in this, uh, format for going a little bit more hero-y kind of like this team with. Bam and Jokic, where it's like when you have when you draft someone like Jokic with your first pick, like if he is not the one who is scoring your points for the big position, like you're fucked regardless. You're fucked. Um, and so I think like doing that and then taking Bam and whatever probably pretty late in the draft, uh, or, or kind of just like if you have a guy like that, not feeling like you need to get more depth in the bigs position, and instead just taking the best player available when when you get to that point, I think is like a pretty valid strategy here versus. NFL. It's the same thought of like in a season long best ball draft. If you take, you know, Josh Allen in the second round, you really need to wait. Like, yeah, you're probably going to draft a second quarterback, but you don't want to spend any kind of significant capital because you're counting on him to be in your starting lineup most weeks. Yeah. yeah I wasn't the I one, this, one you difference. Can, you can go a step further and take one. I think just one. Yeah. I think you can make the case for it. Like with Jokic specifically. Like big is a little bit thinner sometimes, or wing two with like a Giannis. Like, I, I wouldn't say like explicitly go out of your way to do it, but if you just never get a chance to draft another good wing again, like really, what are what is the world where you're drafting Giannis and he's not on your finals team after after you pick him second overall and you're like winning money? I don't know. The the only thing I would say like in in kind of retort to that, Andy, is like I think it's a little different than how we treat because that's like very, that's exactly the principles I would use for the season long best ball. But I was just looking at the uh, like the starting roster for the dance, and it's like you have two flex spots, and you're only filling one position technically, like one guard, one wing, one big. So to me, I might be inclined to treat a little differently than I would if it was like, you know, two two guards, two wings, like it is in the regular season format. There's only one big slot, and so you can get away with like going, you know, bully big or or kind of prioritizing more in that sense. Um, I mean, I don't disagree with what you said, but I would be, you know, if you got an option for like 
three good bigs like you could fucking crush the flex spot and that's a different scenario yeah no totally i think like it doesn't mean spot. never take another big just yeah. like don't feel like you have to and yeah, draft someone sure. it's, basically it's always contextual to like how your drafts go onto your team yeah so i have it pulled up here like i said one guard one big one wing two flex and then five bench spots um you mentioned there is what are the positions big obviously and then did you say wing there's kind of scarcity issues I'm it feels that way scarcity. Yeah. yeah you get squeezed um i was trying to build out a clippers like stack earlier i took Kawhi, and then i turn around and another player on the end of the board started drafting uh harden and pg and then so i ran out of my clipper stuff and then i was like fuck let me pivot and there was like no other good wings to take and i was kind of just like shit out of luck trying to like back end you know like a mpj or something even though it's the same conference just to get some sense of like teams that can make it to the conference finals i'm actually going to try to apply some of uh sacks you know logic from the nfl season which is like i'm going to put more emphasis on conference finals uh this year drafting than the nba finals and see how that fares for me too um and try to milk that push for advanced rates but also like get more shots on goal for teams actually live in the finals rather than just you know pairing myself down to two to three teams in every draft right and that's kind of billy in the chat asking about constructions we like four three three four two 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 chip chimes in says he likes those or three three two two so obviously when you have the four teams you can make yourself live to have all live players via the two conference finals with those four teams which always yeah. seems like a, a worthwhile goal yeah it, it just it is a little tricky because it's like you know not every team is going to have four guys that you're like thrilled to take um you could you're probably going to be sacrificing a little bit when it comes to the fourth player on some of these teams that are viable to make it to the finals uh like the celtics come to mind like they have you know you start talking like Derek white is your like fifth ish guy or your fourth guy and it's like he can put up you know a good score in some games but he's also like not you know who you actually want in all facets but if you're building out a celtics you know team to go to the finals and you probably do want him because he, he's probably going to count for points in that regard so I, i've been struggling a little bit with like trying to go down to two teams i've been trying to allow myself to open up more and take you know still field a roster of five in the finals with a particular matchup but not shy away from taking you know two players on a team i just pulled up the uh the adp here so uh five celtics go in the first uh 19 picks yeah yeah there's a lot of steam on the south and as andy really said good. i mean if they sweep it's not the best draft capital like you're gonna be losing out on some you're gonna have an opportunity cost there with and i think it's likely they sweep i mean man it's like you i was pulling up the predictions earlier the teams a 56 percent chance to make the finals right awful. now <laughs> complete dog shit um, yeah do we have that's tough is as far as like the overall playoff picture and the uncertainty, people it seems like obviously very confident in the Celtics. Is the West just like wide open as far as who people think could make the finals? Yeah, I mean, I would lean Nuggets, like just kind of being the team that I think marches back. I don't know if you saw earlier, but uh, evidently uh, the Joker sent a little text to his teammates after uh, All Star game that kind of invigorated. Uh, the crew, uh, KCP was quoted saying that they are locked in and ready to win another championship. So uh, boost them up the draft boards, although Joker can't go higher than the 101. It's pretty wide open. I mean, you got the Timberwolves at the top, the Thunder at the top, uh, the kind of the historic teams, the Lakers, the Warriors at the bottom, the Mavs at the bottom with Luka, 
so I don't know. I mean, like, I, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, the Thunder are going to go to the finals, but they look great and they're young. They got legs that can maybe withstand, you know, a run like that. So, I mean, I might let Andy take over some Homer chat on his the viability of the Thunder, but it's wide open in the West this year. Yeah, I think like I think the Nuggets are still the favorite. I think statistic, I think betting market wise, they are as well. Um, and the Clippers, but yeah, it's interesting because I think the the Timberwolves and the Thunder in the one and two seed are probably like a little bit considered pretenders. Um, yeah. And so They're that like creates some interesting dynamics. Uh, the West, as far as the 10 teams that are in, I would say is almost, you know, it, it's kind of locked in. I don't, I don't think it's going to change. So you do have a bit of, you know, the player pool with very high degree of certainty. Um, but it is interesting. Cause I think, you know, the Lakers and the Warriors, whoever comes, whoever wins that and ends up as the eight seed, I think that they will be very live to upset the one seed if it's the Timberwolves or the Thunder. Uh, and so that'll create some interesting dynamics. But, you know, drafting either of these teams right now, they're playing each other in a one-game winner-takes-all, and the losing team is out. And so um, it's, it's an interesting kind of dynamic there. I, you can definitely take those guys, and it's it's a you know high upside bet if they are able to upset the one seed. And, you know, like uh, – Someone said earlier, there's no reseeding. And so if the eight seed upsets the one seed, they get kind of the softer next matchup. They don't play the winner of of the um, – they wouldn't play like the two seed or something if the two seed won. And so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Do you guys find like in your early builds, are you mixing in any like seven through ten seed? Like is there a path for like – any of these teams to make a, a finals run or even a conference finals run that would make them part of your plans. Yeah. I mean, like I think now's the time to do it too, because like, I guess my, my strategy too is I am trying to go deeper into consolidated teams while it's still more wide open. And then I think I'll get more like, let me grab two Clippers and then build out a finals roster a compilation of Eastern conference teams, I think have a chance to maybe contend with the Celtics in the, in the Eastern conference finals. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't been doing it as much. It's something that I want to get more, especially, you know, Kings, Mavericks, Lakers, Warriors are all pretty saucy in the right. If they're healthy and in a series, you know, I it's, it's coin flip in some regards against like the Timberwolves of thunder. Um, but the Nuggets and Clippers to me are the standouts in the West. Like everyone else, you can really poke some holes in. Um, I think they're, yeah, they're also by far the betting favorites right now. Yeah. They're both, uh, they have significantly better odds than, than the next highest team to make the finals. And you just gotta hope they don't play each other in the round one, which unlikely they will, but it could happen. You know, if the, the Suns make a run or something happens, like, you know, there's still some reshuffling that I think will happen between four and eight, nine. So that's yeah, and also last... for context, Pete, because this doesn't necessarily give that the Clippers and the between the Clippers and the Timberwolves, they're all very close to each other. They're all within oh, okay. a game or two. Um, yeah. So that could that could be a bad week and all of a sudden the Timberwolves are four and the Nuggets are one or whatever else. Um, uh, so yeah. that four, they're kind of separated from the pack. The that's Clippers great. are only the Clippers are only two and a half games back right now from the Timberwolves, and they're the you know fourth in the Western Conference, and like that, like Andy said, that could change between now and the next club that we have. Not <laughs> like them being the one seed. It's uh, yeah. And then in the East, you said Celtics very solidified there at the one. Who do you who you guys like to challenge in the East for Eastern Conference Finals? 
it's really the Bucks are bust. Like uh, unless Embiid comes back and you know can put a run together with 76ers, but I just I have a hard time. Like I don't believe in the Cavs uh, as fun as the Knicks can be. And I just I don't know they they don't have a deep enough team in my opinion to really make a run super super far. And I don't really take anyone else seriously. Like I don't see the Heat, Pacers, you know, and the Magic, Bulls, Hawks. Like they might as well not even be in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would say in the East, it kind of is a pretty intense drop-off. Uh, I would argue after the Heat, and then the Pacers are maybe in a, a bit of a tier of their own. And uh, yeah, no one else is really contending. I think that there's been some interesting Knicks steam. They've had really bad injuries. Um, but like if they can come back and be healthy, I, I think there is a bit of a thought that they are, they're a really deep team. They have a, a lot of strong players. Um Sixers just need Embiid to be healthy, and it's a, it's a total unknown. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think for the most part, it's people thinking Bucks are the potential kind of a contender with the Celtics, but they've kind of looked like shit too. And so, yeah. the Celtics are just like far and away the favorite in the East. The, yeah, uh, I don't love them for I don't love drafting them. It is a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. Let's see. Before we rip a couple of drafts, um, I'll pull up the uh, the ADPs here again. I remember last year when we did this early show. It was be it was like right before the Lakers made their run, and it was like AD and LeBron were like really big values. Do you have any guys you guys are getting out in front of right now, anticipating some steam? I think that the Clippers guys, like I think Paul George is like a little low comparatively. Like I, I don't, I don't see why he should be that much further back from James Harden. Um, I'm like maybe in the other direction. I'm really not interested like Clay was saying and like Jalen Brown. I love Jason Tatum. I'll draft him every time. Jalen Brown doesn't really excite me. He just doesn't put up the most fantasy points. I'd rather draft some of the later Celtics. Um, I think in general, some of the Thunder players I'm a little bit interested in. Like, can you pull up what their ADPs are? I'm not sure. I haven't done a draft in a couple of days. Who's? Thunder. The Thunder? Yeah. So because I think they're gonna they're gonna have a home, you know, a a playoff series in round one where they're probably favored, but I don't think they're gonna like sweep a team. They're they're a team to me where even if they're the one seed, I can totally see their series going seven games either direction. And so like being able to get a Jalen Williams and you know pretty late in the draft who could very well score fifty points a game for seven games is like pretty compelling to me, especially in a mm -hmm. position that is probably the thinnest position. Yeah. Um, so that's one that I don't hate. Probably not, you know, sometimes you want maybe want to build around them winning it all. I think they're kind of nice as like a counterparty to someone like the um, the Celtics where you think they might sweep their first series. I'd be shocked if the Thunder swept their first series. So I think that's like a potential interesting pairing. And it sounds like that's just a dynamic to think through in general, specifically like when you guys mention, you know, potentially overinflated Celtics players, or let's say any player whose ADP is maybe inflated because of the market certainty of them going deeper into the playoffs versus uh, a more impact or high usage player on a team with slightly less certainty to go far in the playoffs, 
but it almost doesn't matter in this version of the game because when that team does go deep into uh, a series or advance beyond expectation, they're just smashing from a cumulative points total in a way that makes them just far better cost adjusted picks than the other guys. Yeah. Like even when that yeah. Celtic stuff hits, you're still probably not getting as many raw points as you would like. No, you're hoping to sneak them. You're going to need your, your pick your rounds five through 10 picks to really carry your team. That's kind of what you're yeah. banking on. Um, yeah. I like the Sixers too. I, I am trying to get a little bit ahead of Embiid, like should be healthy in time for the playoffs. Um, we're, we're getting close to like a report. So if it's positive and it's like, he's coming back, you know, in time to tune up for the last, you know, two weeks of the regular season. Um, they're, I mean, they're still in great, you know, standing in the Eastern conference. And if he's healthy, uh, and they, they're an interesting team too, because it's really only like Embiid, Maxi Harris that are even getting drafted. As you can see, like Harris, you know, below are like not going every draft. I mean, Harris is, I guess. Um, yeah, I think the Sixers other- are probably the highest like leverage team where if you just if you think Embiid is going to be healthy for the playoffs, you know, 90% or higher, um, their ADPs don't make any sense. Um, and so it's kind of one of those things where if, if you have that feeling or even just doing some drafts where you act as if that is true, um, it's probably worth worth the time. Are there any other injury situations that can flip the board like that other than Joel? Uh, all um, new injuries. Yeah, I don't think there's any like pending potential injuries. Otherwise, um, okay. I guess the the other one would be the the Knicks with Julius Randle and OG Ananobi. Um, Julius Randle's timeline to return is more unclear. OG Ananobi had had elbow surgery um, recently, but it seems like it was more like cautionary kind of. Um, so he's only going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, but Julius Randle, his injury has been weird. He's been out for a while. It's kind of not super clear what's going on with him. Um, so that's one where I think the Knicks are significantly scarier if both of those players are back and healthy. Um, and then you also have Mitchell Robinson, too. I don't really know what his health situation is right now, but he's been out for most of the season, and he's their best center. Um, so they have a lot of kind of injury unknown. And if you feel strongly one way or the other on them, you can probably either fade them or or be a little bullish on them. I think that fully healthy, I, I would I think they'll be favorites to win their first round for sure. Um almost to get no matter who they would play below them. Maybe the Sixers would be a tough one, but nice. pretty bullish on them if they're healthy. Yeah. You guys want to hop in, put some of these ideas yeah. on their feet? Let's do it. All right, we can draft together if you guys want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this one together. I'll let someone else hop in there unless we need need to fill yeah. it. I just, I just hopped in, I think, on. Wow, Clay. Well, I have my phone out because I was, I know. Oh, 101, there we All go. Right. Me and Andy versus Clay. Um. So Clay is 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 Jokic just head and shoulders? Not really a debate for one because it was last year. It was Jokic and Giannis were kind of flip flopping at times. Yeah, I'm not overthinking it. Like, you know, he's he's the 101 in every daily draft he's in. Pretty much aside from maybe a rare. Lucas spot. Um, and it's just cleaner to me than taking Tatum could push Giannis up to the one one but you know, I'd rather just take him if I get the, you know, two through four. So now I'm into, yeah. I'm into, 
I'm into Jokic 101. All right. And then, Andy, we feel good about either Tatum or Giannis? Yeah, I think you basically just take one of those two, and then that's kind of your Eastern Conference team in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I think you could also make the case to do it with Kawhi and try to get two of the three Clippers. Um, but I think that he is a step behind. Yeah, I mean, Tatum here is a total smash. That's yeah. That's exactly what you want. Does getting Tatum there unlock any slightly more unique Celtics combos in the second or not really? Uh, I don't know. I, I think you could – I would probably try to push Derek White um, yeah. to the third. I'm not sure what that ADP is in the third round or what that pick draft pick is. But it's it's right around there. I would I would try. Um, because it looks like then, by like, ADP, if you him with, the the Jalen uh, Brown Porzingis is like a chalk double tap at the turn. Yeah, which like that to me is like not super compelling. Um, I get it, but they're you're just taking Porzingis puts up some pretty solid points, but you know passing up on those guys, passing up on the Shea. Luca kind of level of guys, you just you really need to hit your later draft picks to get you some serious points to advance. Mm. Yeah, so Kawhi goes four, Jalen Brown goes five, Porzingis six. Chat likes taking KP with a West guy, and it seems like you guys. Yeah, I mean, I like Porzingis five. more than Jalen Brown, just like. Probably almost straight up. Mm. Um, I'd have to think about it more. Both the board. Go KP, Derek White. Whoa. So that's getting nervous. Nothing's coming back to you. So we're back on the clock here. Luca, Edwards, Jamal Murray, Durant. Yeah. So for me, this is a situation like I would just take Luca because it's Luca and he's probably going to score a shit ton of points in the first round and they could potentially make a run um aren't they coming on right now aren't they like have they round yeah the, the mats are good yeah but that's straight good line yeah they got a lot better now i don't think guys like you know pj washington and gafford are you know they're considerable but it's everything for them runs through luca and Kyrie. um let's see here play on the turn here yeah i'm gonna build out we're gonna go chalk jamal and what do i want to do here i'm gonna go i'm gonna go dame so is jg feeling snipe now when you don't get your uh your Giannis and dame or is it Possibly. not a big deal if he's going for a Bucks uh, Timberwolves final, then yeah, I probably tucked him pretty good. But um, you know, gotta gotta build for my own final. And Bead's so a good good take on his part, though. So we're back. Andy. So I think, yeah, I like <clears throat> Jamal or Drew Holiday. If you wanted to go for the Celtics thing, is not very exciting to me. I would take one of Durant and Paul or Paul George, and then basically. 
those are my two West teams and do like a three team thing where it's take a, take like last two rounds, two more Celtics, like Xavier Tillman and someone else or something. And yeah. And just play the Celtics as our sole East team. Yeah. I kind of just be like, you have the best Celtics player and say, what if they sweep the first two rounds, but you don't need him to even, to even advance. So it's like, you have Durant, he's going to, he's going to be your wing and Tatum's your secondary kind of guy, as opposed to needing him to be the guy to drop some crazy amount of points for you, 300 points in the first round and advance you. Yep. Like, I think with the Celtics, I'm most interested in like a four, four, two or something where you're just kind of saying like, give me one other Celtics player. And then let me load up on, on two West teams or it's kind of just like taking the best available and not feeling like I need to have a ton of Celtics players. Yep. So we started Tatum, Luca, Durant, Clay started Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Damian Lillard. And then yeah, if Luca falls to you, that's awesome. Do you need to right. dig at some point? But you can kind of just like you could kind of piecemeal together Al Horford and Daniel Gafford and you know Nurkic, and you just need one of them to do well, and none of none of them are smashes by any means. But you're probably fine. That'd be a pretty insane start. Because we're just going to be getting so many points from wing and guard that we can lose the the big battle, and also because there's only a couple of like cha- game changing bigs, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of like already almost getting past the the ones who will really matter. Or who have like a chance at making the finals? So we'll see what uh, Mario does here. We're picking in the fourth round. These are he does go Brunson, which means Booker's our easy pick. So I think, yeah, I think Booker is awesome here. Wow, it's we've gotten like just slight ADP values on on all of our picks, which is starting to to help yeah it's a nice team clay you snap take a couple of denver wings aaron gordon michael porter i remember this dynamic last year right wasn't there just like an infinite amount of denver wings to take all right let's see yeah Who we have they even had uh like braun too uh the easy Kyrie? pick is to take Kyrie, but we also could reach for Al Horford and get our second Boston guy and get a big. Those mm. would be the two options. I think I would just take Kyrie because he's going to score a shit ton of points. Yeah. And like right I said, now, you have like, 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 a three flex is so much more flexibility, all pun intended, with yeah. your scoring. And we have the best player on Boston, the two best players on Dallas, and the two best players on Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of like what you're, you're saying. Now let me fill in the rest around that. But it's, I just think it's a really solid base. And you're going to get some bigs, and none of them are going to really blow you away. But if one of them has a good series, sweet. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't hate Xavier Tillman. Uh, I think he's someone who you know they traded for. And there's a world where he can get some minutes towards in the playoffs. We'll see. I don't think he's a bad player. Um, And you could take him in like the last round or second to last round. 
And so, yeah, I think I'm not sure what the ADPs look like here. I, I would imagine Nurkic is the highest ADP of the bigs on these teams. He's on mm-hmm. Phoenix. Um, but now you're probably going to have to be reaching down a little bit to basically get the guys who are going to give you those advanced pieces. I think there is also a case to be made for taking just like a one-off big who is going to put up points, but I don't, I don't love doing that. You can probably do it later if you really want to. Like later in the draft window, you mean, or later in a draft? Yeah. Are you like, like Sabonis to me is just like a one-off big who, assuming they're in the first round is going to score a lot of points. Will be very rare if he played against the Mavs or the, or the Suns. Um, so who's our pick here? Are we taking a Dallas or Nurkic would be? Just and it feels bad reaching that far for him, but but we got to stick to our kinda, structure. Yeah, I think it's worth it because we have, we just have such strong players already. Hmm. I'm just going to start stacking East guys and teams, I think, have any kind of viability to go against the Denver four-piece. So we... I think that – I think there is a case to just take take like either Jarrett Allen or Sabonis just to get or, – or Bam to have a, a, a second strong big for first round. Mm. Do you like Sabonis as the faller? I do. I mean, I, he's he's just the one who's going to put up the most points for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think like having him as a one-off, you just feel way better about your big points in the first round. Yeah. Um, and it's not like we're sacrificing our ability to field uh, a starting lineup. We're we're basically just acknowledging that we're going to burn at least one player by the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. So, through seven rounds, we got Tatum. Can we pull Luka. up what the yeah Celtic or what other Celtics are on the board? I want to just get a look. I think the next highest guy is Tillman. Yeah, Tillman, Pritchard, Hauser. And then can we take a look at the Dallas and Phoenix guys real quick? Yeah, Dallas, Gafford, PJ Washington. Yeah, take them in the last Roy, few rounds. And uh, Phoenix. Beal, Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon. I mean, Beal. Yeah. We don't need another guard, really. Well, I mean, not, it doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, this is where it's hard. Do we take Beal? I think you probably just do. It doesn't feel great getting another guard, but... Because now you basically have... You have a five game, you have a five stack for a Phoenix Boston finals. Right. Which is nice. And so then you can fill in basically the same thing with Dallas now with your last two picks in um, PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford. And that'll give you a clean Tatum and four for either Phoenix or Dallas, which feels nice. Yeah. 
And then, like you said, in that scenario, we're really playing for a couple Celtics sweeps where just so many Celtics teams get wiped out. Yeah. Clay. Yeah, you see, like building around the Celtics is really hard. It's like, yeah. it's, it's very challenging because either you're reaching for a guy early who is not projecting that well. It's, it's, it's kind of like how the drafting the Niners were, but the Niners players like actually scored a lot of fantasy points. <laughs> whereas yeah. like the Celtics guys don't. Like on a given night where the Celtics are playing uh, in like a regular yeah. week of underdog, they're outside of Jason Tatum. Like most of them go pretty late. Porzingis or Jalen Brown sometimes will like, I think, well, let me check tonight what the ADPs are. I think they're fine. Yeah, yeah so, so like Tatum's going up, fourth overall tonight. Bobby brings up that if, yeah, the BAM of over Sabonis would have given us that second Eastern Conference yeah. team playing more for the conference final stuff. All right, so we grab Gafford here. I think so. And then you get one of PJ or Hardaway. It seems like you'll be able to get PJ for free. But get one of those two with your last one. Man, Anthony Davis seems like a nice price. Yeah, but I think the Lakers are uh, – there are team people aren't super jazzed on hmm. but getting them that late. If they make it through, it's going to be nice to have AD. Because they're another team where odds are they're not sweeping anybody in the first round. and I, I, I don't think LeBron's going to get swept in the first round if they make it. No, I wanted to double tap LeBron AD there. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to lose. He was probably hoping the same thing. I know, yeah, there he was. I know, but I couldn't let AD slip. All there's just too many points that I could use in a flex spot yeah. to try to like overcome my weak wing position. Because it's, I mean, wing is just so uncomfy, man. That's why LeBron would have been clutch there too to get him in particular. Yeah, it's the other nice thing about having Tatum as your sole Celtic is it's the you know it's it is the thinnest position. What's uh? Do we have a do we have a slate tonight? Yeah, yeah. it's actually it's a fun one. They're trying something new uh, for the NFL daily or NBA dailies. They're splitting it up into two slates mm. fully. So there's the first uh, nine games of the night are one, and then they're doing uh, they call it docking after dark, which is the ten o'clock games. I think it's two games tonight. Are a totally like those players are not available in the in the early slate, which is, this is the first. Um, so is there's that, lots of contests. Is that, are they doing it? So did they get feedback? Like people don't want to have to like stay up to sweat super late or like, what's the thought there? Uh, the thought is mostly around um, like when you have the players in the dunking after dark contest or in the late contest in the main one as well, you're kind of like it, it's nice to not have that because you get two uncorrelated batches of entries for the night and so you could get crushed in one and do well in the other if you're really high on one player in one of the late games whereas um, when they're combined it's not necessarily the case okay all right, we just added PJ Washington to the squad to round this out. Clay, you get to pick Mr. Irrelevant here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I should like take a one-off Paolo 
for points if they because they're like sitting pretty decent for making the playoffs right now. It feels kind of gross though. And then it's like, do I add on a Turner for Pacers stuff? But then I'm pretty good at big. But I think I'm gonna do that anyways because like let's say the Pacers make a run deep, I think it'd be good to have him in the later rounds. So I don't love it. It gets it gets difficult, man. It gets uh it's still kind of gross. Um slicing and dicing through it a little bit. I think you guys did really well at the at the jump there with you know really attacking the the double western conference big boys. So I know I like how at the start we're talking, you know, you know, a, a four four three three and then we Andy and I just come out and rip a four four one one with nine west. Yeah in, in hindsight <laughs> the, the the Sabonis should have been a bam. Um but I don't I don't have an yeah. issue with taking two two teams like four four two teams in the west i, I think it's yeah. totally fine for sure and we have so much uh ammo for getting out um sweet um you mentioned uh should we should we build a, a club pick them here for uh for the road you got any guys that you've been drafting uh a we'll lot have this tonight? fun first quarter special for for draymond oh <laughs> <laughs> But does he foul out in the first quarter? <laughs> the the no is uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm really high on Deontay Murray tonight. Take four personals and a double tech. Let's see here. Uh, any of these in particular stand out, or just his man? The, Do they the have his fantasy now. points? I know. Let's see. Um, fantasy points forty-seven and a half or point oh five. Yeah. So I'm I have him projected for forty nine almost, and I'm seeing okay. him generally generally in that range. Let's see what does ETR have in that? Uh, yeah, forty eight and a half. Um, but he's someone. So Trey Young is out tonight, so he's going to okay. be leading uh, point for them. Nice. Um, so I like that. Yeah, JGFC. Uh, wish we could phone a friend to get a fade Jack pick in here too. Jack will be taking Knicks over tonight. <laughs> I think um, there's some interesting the uh, Chicago Bulls guys, Vucevic and Demar Derozan. I, I like both of them tonight. I have a good good chunk of both of them. Nice. Um, <laughs> Chip. <sighs> Chipsy. Yeah, the rest yeah. of I, I'm gonna have to go up 4:30, but I'll just keep the stream up, and Andy can just go line by line reading his projections. <laughs> Andy, how high do you have to Jonte up tonight? Uh, he is my third overall player tonight. There you right. go. There you go. Do you, um, you like DeRozan over 39.95 fantasy points, Andy? Over 39. I do. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I think, you know, it could be close, but they're playing a pretty bad team. So it's like more so blowout risk than anything else there. But and Vooch I have him at like 44 five. points. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. We need one more to get this up to a 20 X. Cause we're going to use the freebie. Yeah. What do, what do they have for pick. Paolo Banchero? He's one where he, his, his projection on here might be high. He's, he's going for cheap in the drafts cause he's questionable mm -hmm. of an illness, but he's, he's going to play. Okay. All right, why isn't it? It's getting sticky here. Uh, Paolo, you said 
It's at 38.05. Let's see. What do I have from that? That's like it's pretty close to where I have pretty him. Close. I have him at 39 and a half. Okay. Um, What's Steph's three-point three point line at? That's always a fun one. Man, I'm excited to see what this new uh like they're rolling out like a free pickums thing in North Carolina soon as part of their change with like the sports book coming out as well. They just turned off like traditional pickums. We're getting a negative dock on uh Curry's uh three pointers. 0.85x for four yeah, and a half three pointers. That's no bueno. The funny um, part about those, though, I like taking those is because, like, you know, it's pretty reasonable that Curry hits five threes in a game, and but he might not hit thirty points. You know, it's a little bit of a different right taking, but I don't like it juice like that. Uh, Any others? I or mean, should we go back to the, what do you got? One Clay? No, 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 no. I mean, like, I don't. Luke has been flirting with a triple double for a while up until the last two games, but I don't think it's strong enough against Cleveland. That's a you know. Not necessarily the environment we would think of Luca getting a triple double in more often than not, but anything's possible. It's a good, good. Uh, I think it's a good spread on that game tonight, right, Andy? Or am I mistaken on that? Uh, I'm not sure what the spread is offhand. Let's see. Um. One other guy who I like is Rudy Gobert. Carl Anthony Towns was ruled oh, yeah. out, but they don't ha- they don't have his fantasy points up. But we could just take his like over on rebounds or something. That could be kind of fun. Or yeah, let's see. I got Gobert up fourteen and fourteen and a half rebounds. It's definitely a lot, but I do think he will get a lot of rebounds today. Let's see. Let me. <laughs> I don't Spence project and individual half. stats, so I don't have yeah. like. Uh, yeah, let's see. I mean, that's a fuck ton of rebounds. The only thing I yeah. don't like, I mean, it's just like Wimby is such a, a variable where it's like they're both just tall motherfuckers. Whatever, I'm sending it. Oh, Mac, what? forgot I was maxing me on that. Because we have the. Yeah. All right. If you want a tail. Uh, the club pick them. There you go. GA public service announcement. Uh, puck playoff best ball contest is live. Maybe I'll get a get together with my guy DJ. I did a puck uh, best ball stream with him last year. That was fun. Um, but uh, thank you guys for giving me a little crash course in NBA playoff best ball. I will be uh, getting in these streets. When do when do playoff start? How long do we have with this contest open? Uh. Late April. Okay. Yeah. We had a while. Got, got about two full months of, of drafting here. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a check in with, we got to check in with Zakarian and Skeets so we get closer to playoff time and kind of get some of their takes on yeah. who they're liking matchup wise and stuff. So it'll be fun. We got some good NBA content ahead of us. Yeah. We can, uh, we'll definitely uh, mix in. We can do some more dances, can roll in some dailies depending on uh, how the slate is and all that good stuff. I mean, not to mention, I mean, this show did start as a, as a crypto NFT show. I mean, crypto just absolutely ripping right now, right, Andy? Oh, yeah. It's been, it's fun. I'm refreshing CoinGecko every half an hour, wow. checking the prices. 
And what uh, did I see? Uh, you want uh, IKB uh, won something? What was the the blast thing? Yeah, so we're going to be rolling out like a pretty big update for the platform um, probably tomorrow. Don't hold me to that. Uh, and and so we won the kind of like developer contest on Blast along with a bunch of other teams. Um, but it'll give us basically a bunch of Blast tokens that we're going to be able to give away to people playing and stuff. Um, and we're going to give away 100% of the tokens that we got, which is pretty exciting. We're uh, rolling out an update that'll be nice. We're like, you can just deposit crypto. You don't have to set up MetaMask and all of that. You can just send crypto to a, as long as you have it in your MetaMask. It's like one one transaction. You don't even need the gas for it. Um, then we'll shortly after that hopefully add credit card support. But um, then we're working on some salary cap games right now. That's kind of like our we have pickums and I think they're pretty good. They're you know, we we don't uh, downgrade you based on correlation like a. Uh, underdog and prize picks do so if you want to try to take advantage of us you can go for it um all right but then yeah we have a salary cap games is really our next focus and our our thing is we are going to have 100 percent zero rake salary cap games um Ooh. and we do not nice plan to change point. that we have we have some other monetization paths that we're thinking about uh long term and so That's we're going to start fun. with some nba stuff but yeah it should be fun nice dude oh, yeah. yeah check out I K B, uh, Clay. Anything uh, on your end? No, I'll get on my end, man. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm pumped for the la- rest of the season. Um, to yeah. Get league pass tuned up and with these games going. Wimby is fun. If you guys have not watched Wimby yet, and you can catch a Spurs game in some capacity, uh, it's it's worth it. He's just, he's everything we thought he was going to be in more at this point in time. I'm already ready to. to I don't think it's like an unpopular take. So. Um, watch the Wimby before because he's and don't draft him. I've seen he has an ADP. Do not draft Wimby, they're not making the playoffs, he'll get shut down. But watch a game before that happens. Um, yeah, Beastburf, I just dropped the uh, the link to IKB in the chat. He said you got rid of the uh, the Zach Ertz stock photo. You had. <laughs> yeah, we did. We 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 paid an artist to make us a real image. <laughs> um, but yeah, ch- check it out. If you follow us on Twitter, you can anticipate that like probably tomorrow. May, if not Thursday, we will be adding the sign-up button to the website, which has otherwise not existed so far yet. Um, and so should have some fun stuff. Beautiful. Uh, for me, I, I got two shows tomorrow uh, back-to-back. We'll be doing the Swolecast back at 1 p.m. Uh, excited to write over Zets overview for tomorrow. Some fun material to work with this week. And then off and on the clock, we're going to be rolling uh, – on Wednesdays throughout the off season. So you can catch that one back to back. That'll be on the badge bros channel. I believe the fellas want to draft a big board draft. So I'll be getting in my second or sorry, it'll be my third big board draft. If you want to check that out tomorrow on the badge bros channel. Otherwise we will try to keep these shows rolling on Tuesday afternoons. Thank you guys for hanging out. Hop in the, uh, in the dance drafts with us on underdog. We'll see you around here on the club. Peace.